Welcome to A Soulful Rebellion. I am your host, Anika Nicole. I am a spiritual life and mindset coach, here to guide those of you who are new to the spiritual awakening journey, find clarity and inner peace, so that you are able to live a life in alignment with your highest self. Welcome back, everyone. I just want to welcome you back and probably celebrate the fact that we are now over 10,000 total plays. For those of you who have been along with me for the ride since the beginning, I greatly appreciate it. It means so much to me because I pour myself into this work as it is, it, as it is a great big passion of mine. It is a labor of love as I am a one-person production team over here. So I do try my best to bring you high-quality content, information, and resources that can support you. I know I took a much longer break than expected, but it was much needed. Now I'm back and I'm pumped up and ready to go with more material to support you on your journey. Whether you are new to spiritual awakening, deconstructing your faith, or a spiritual seeker, or simply just seeking to learn more. Also, if you have been wondering what are ways you can support this show, here are some ideas. You can share this podcast show with a friend. You can share a screenshot of this episode with your key takeaway on Instagram stories, but don't forget to tag me at Anika Nicole because I want to see it and hear your thoughts and your ideas. You can also leave a five-star rating or powerful review on Apple Podcasts. These are all ways to support the show and to help it become more visible and reach more people. And I thank you in advance for doing it. Now, let's jump into today's episode where I'm going to be talking about how to be your spiritual guide. I wanted to share this with you because I've noticed how in so many ways people tend to give their power away to others, especially to people who put themselves out there as spiritual leaders, teachers, or gurus. And this is not your fault. A lot of the reasons why many of us are this way is because of our culture or our religious background or upbringings that have taught us who the voices of authority are within society. For example, I know I've been taught many beliefs from the church that led to many misconceptions in my thinking, like you might be familiar with a lot of these sayings, um, God's ways are not your ways, lean not unto your own understanding, the foolishness of God is wiser than the ways of men. And for me, when, for me, what this looked like is having to constantly seek permission from religious officials before making a decision from whom to marry or where to preach. And from our families, we may have heard things like, don't question authority, do as I say, not as I do. You must obey your parents. So this has led to many uh, believing that when we look at spiritual leaders, we must follow them without question. But now I want you to think about a time in your life when you went to someone for help, for example, and they gave you their advice, you took it in, Even though deep within yourself, you may have felt a pull in another direction or knew the choice you had to make, but because that person didn't affirm it or that spiritual religious leader didn't affirm it for you, you became doubtful of yourself, only later to suffer the consequences. This is why it's important to know how to be your own spiritual guide. And there's nothing inherently wrong with taking in wisdom from others or a thought leader or a teacher or anyone who is well-known or knowledgeable in a particular subject. But the problem is that you can fall into three dangers. And here are the three dangers I feel like you can fall into. One, you deny yourself of worthiness, wisdom, and power. I know many people idolize spiritual leaders in a way that 
they don't feel as if they can ever attain the same level of knowledge and wisdom for themselves. So this may lead to feeling as if you constantly need to seek out a spiritual leader for guidance. Two is you begin to lack self-trust. If you are constantly going to a spiritual guide or leader for answers, then how are you going to learn to trust yourself? Say, for example, I'm a new teacher at a new school and I'm given a mentor for support. It makes sense that I regularly meet with my mentor at the beginning of my career to support me as I'm learning how to be a proficient teacher. But after three years, the same level of support is not expected. I may check in with my mentor as new challenges arise, but I no longer need the handholding. I bring this illustration up because I see this pattern with many people who are new to this journey. I say it's okay in the beginning to, su- to seek support of a trustworthy mentor and guide, but the end goal is for you to develop trust in your own inner wisdom. Three, a third one, is that it leads to many or you suppressing any discomfort that comes up when receiving information that is out of alignment with your core values and beliefs. Basically what I'm saying here is trust your guts. Do not get caught up in titles. You don't have to agree or follow along with every piece of information out there. If it doesn't resonate with you, let it go. If it doesn't make sense to you right now, let it go. Do what is in alignment with your spirit. Be aware of where discomfort comes up in you when you hear certain things. Is it a limiting belief that is being called into question or is a core value that you feel is being infringed upon? So my goal here isn't to denounce all spiritual teachers. My goal is to remind you that you can trust yourself. And you have the discernment and the power within to make self-informed decisions. I want to point out that there is a difference between when you seek others to gain access to more knowledge and information that you wouldn't have learned about otherwise versus seeking guidance from others to govern your life. For example, let's just say you feel called to become an herbalist, but don't even know the first thing about growing plants. You may need to sign up for a course to learn more about that. Or say you want to learn more about um, spiritual hygiene or energetic cleansing practices. You may need to sign up for a workshop to to learn more about that. There's nothing wrong with seeking information. But what I tend to see happening is people seeking permission, permissioning for things like making certain life choices, deciding on a career, engaging in a particular spiritual practice. I feel like I'll take back a little bit, but... When I say engage in a spiritual practice, I'm talking about things like meditation and prayer. There are certain spiritual practices that are specifically tied to a certain culture, whereas you or I or other people outside of that culture engaging in that particular practice may be a form of cultural appropriation. Um, But when it comes to like making your own life decisions, determining if you should stay with your partner, partner or quitting a job, You don't need to seek permission outside of anyone besides yourself to make these decisions because you are a sovereign being. You have the innate ability to discern for yourself what is or isn't for you, and you have access to divine wisdom. I know by now you're probably asking me, well, then how do I become my own spiritual guide? I got you. First, I want to let you know that this is not a step-by-step process but more so concepts and skills you can apply to daily living. 
So the first one is to do your research. I remember I was that person in church every Sunday, fully equipped with my study Bible, notebook, highlighter, and pens. I would always take down every word the pastor preached. Then Sunday evenings, once I got back home, I would jump on the computer and conduct my research to formulate my own understanding of what I believe the Bible was saying. I would always take notes with the intention of doing my research later, and I encourage you to do the same. Many teachers speak from their point of view, so doing your research is important to gain a better understanding of how you feel or believe about a certain topic, which leads to my next tip to become an investigator of your own emotions. This is important because a lot of times when people get up and share a topic, you have to understand that they are speaking from their lens, their worldview, and their perspective. If you resonate with it, great. But if you hear something that you are unsure of, investigate why. Ask yourself these questions. What emotions or thoughts are coming up for me? What was said that led me to feel or think this way? Is what I'm feeling based on a limiting belief that I may hold? Is this information out of alignment with my core beliefs and values? So sharing a little bit story about myself for a moment. One of the pivotal moments for me that led me to know it was officially time for me to leave the church was having to sit through messages that made me feel uncomfortable. And after thorough investigation of my own emotions, I realized this discomfort stemmed from the fact that my core values and beliefs were shifting and was out of alignment with the message that was brought forth on Sundays. I remember one specific Sunday, I sat through a very homophobic sermon being preached to hundreds of people. And at that time, I had already completely shifted my beliefs on gender, sexuality, and sexual identity. And that day, I realized the beliefs I had no longer aligned to the church dogma. So that was my last Sunday at that particular church. Now, time for three, which is stop doing all the things. Another thing I noticed is how much (laughs) what we see on social media influence our behaviors as well. And many spiritual leaders would speak with such conviction over what they believe everyone should or shouldn't do. It is understandable why you might feel like, oh, well, I need to pick up this spiritual practice. I need to pick up that behavior or practice this or read that or do this. And another thing that I realized with um, social media, we all know, is that it creates feelings of FOMO, the fear of missing out. So we feel like, oh, once we see trends in certain activities and behaviors, we feel like, oh, we don't want to miss out on that. We will feel like we must engage in that activity too. So my example, again, is burning sage. I remember when I was new to the spiritual journey, it was like sage this, sage that, you've got to get your sage, you know. So of course I bought a piece of sage. I thought it was the thing I had to do. When I was new to my spiritual awakening journey, it was like everybody had it, so I had to have it. So I went out, I bought it, I started using it. And I remember not really feeling like I had any connections to it. I just did it because it seemed like the thing that I was supposed to do. But over time, I wanted to learn more about my own ancestry and my own ancestral practices. So I've learned about incense and resins, and that was something that was commonly practiced or used rather by my ancestors. I remember even growing up as a child and seeing incense being burned in the house. So that is something that I now lean into. And another one is crystals. That was another one for me. I love crystals because of their aesthetic. I do believe in the energetic properties they hold, but 
when it comes to using them daily in my spiritual practice, if I'm being honest, crystals do absolutely nothing for me. I'm and I'm sharing this with you so that you don't have to feel like you need to get caught up in the fear of missing out. Or if as you're engaging in certain things or learn about certain things, if it doesn't resonate with you or hit with you, there's nothing wrong with you. Because I know that's another feeling that tends to come up around this is that if you don't feel how everyone says that you should feel about engaging in these practices or trying this out, then you might tend to feel like maybe you're not connected or tapped in enough or maybe something might be wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. If you don't connect to it, it's okay. Which leads me to my fourth point, which is honor where you are in the journey. You have probably heard me say this before, and I honestly feel like I can't say this enough, but here's why I say this all the time. When you are new to the spiritual awakening journey or deconstructing your faith, understandably, life can feel overwhelming because you feel that you are so far behind or that you have so much to catch up on. But I'm here to let you know that not knowing is okay. Be okay with not knowing. You don't need to know everything. You only need to know what is going to move you one step forward in your journey from where you are right now. All that said, I understand that we you may still be dealing with the anxiety and the overwhelm. So I do have a few tips for you. If you're on my weekly newsletter, you may have already heard a few of these tips. So I am borrowing it from over there. So if you're not subscribed yet to my newsletter, you can head over to asofarebellion.com forward slash soul notes to receive more spiritual tips, free coaching. Yes, I do free coaching via email and monthly devotionals. I'll also leave a link in the show notes for you if you're interested in joining up. But now here are the few tips that I have for you with managing the overwhelm when you're new to the spiritual awakening journey. The first one is to create a list. You don't have to dive deep into research the moment your curiosity is ignited. Instead, write those new thoughts, ideas, or questions down for later. You can do this by making a running list of topics you're curious about. I do this in my notes app on my phone. That's like my favorite place that I kind of jot thoughts and ideas down or things that I'm curious to learn more about down just to have a safe holding place to keep this. Um, Another area where I keep this down further after I jot my scatterbrain notes down, I will also organize it in a journal in my journal so that way it's easier for me to access and read. Tip two is to now you're focused to just one topic at a time. This may help you manage your time effectively. Also, when we decide to explore all the things at once, it inhibits us from truly going deep on a specific topic. So maybe just now you're focused to just one thing to help you minimize the overwhelm. And then three, take a break. You don't have to be learning something all the time. Periods of rest is important. You know, rest allows you time to process all this new information as you're learning it. And then when you're past your period of rest, you can pick up that list again and decide what to focus on next. And four, which is ask for guidance. This is a more intuitive approach, but you can always, always, always ask the divine yourself for guidance. This is a way that you can be led to exactly what is is that you need to know in this present moment. So questions that I like to ask when I'm seeking guidance from the divine directly is, what is it I need to know right now? Or you can ask, what information is in service of my greatest and highest good at this moment? And it's just, a, you can do this in, you know, if you do meditation or prayer, 
just take a few silent moments, ask this question to yourself, and then sit in silence for a minimum of five minutes and see what comes up for you. Very simple practice. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Here are my few, those are my few tips for, that I have for you for how to become your spiritual guide. So as a quick recap, do your own research, become an investigator of your own emotions, stop doing all the things, and honor where you are in your journey. I wanted to take the time to tell you this because truthfully, you can trust yourself. This is why I love being a spiritual life and mindset coach. People have this misconception that the work that I do is about giving advice or telling others what to do, and that couldn't be further from the truth. As a spiritual life coach, my aim and goal is to hold the container for the vision of you as a divine sovereign being, as you learn to trust in your inner wisdom by helping you break through limiting beliefs, holding you back from living life as a divine co-creator of your reality, so that you develop trust in your own divine wisdom. Thank you all for taking the time out of your day to tune into today's episode of A Soulful Rebellion. And I am grateful for your continued support of this show. If you love this episode, I would be delighted if you would subscribe, leave a five-star rating, or a stellar review on Apple Podcasts. This helps to support the show. To access the show notes, you can head to asoulfulrebellion.com forward slash episode forward slash 27. If we're not already in touch, you can find me over on Instagram at Anika Nicole, where you can send me a DM to share with me your thoughts on the show. Until we meet again, I want you to remember this one thing. Honor where you are on your journey.